words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Once upon a time, God intended to release a sphere, a dimension, a reality into our realm. So, in that act of releasing himself into this realm, he found a receptacle that was a woman. And in finding the woman, Bible says in Luke chapter 1 from 30 down to 37, that the Holy Spirit overshadowed this woman. And when the Holy Spirit overshadowed this woman, the woman was with child. And the mystery of this child was, there was an assignment on the child's life. And the name of the child is Jesus. But once upon a time, there came when he was 30 years. In Luke chapter 3, his cousin, who was six months older than him, was in the river Jordan baptizing. And Jesus entered the Jordan and said, and prior to he entering the Jordan, the Bible says he entered the Jordan while he was praying. In Luke 3, 21, the heavens were opened. And the Bible says, there came a great voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased with. Then the Bible says, after that happened, John baptized Jesus Christ after their conversation of who should do what. But John finally agreed to baptize Jesus Christ. After this baptism, John now continued his ministry, but Jesus in Luke chapter 4 says that he was full of the Holy Ghost and was led into the wilderness. Then Bible says in the wilderness he was tempted 40 days, 40 nights. Then after the temptation in verse 14, the Bible says now that he returned in the Spirit's power. So there is a process for the dissemination of power the harnessing of power and the utilization of power. First, he was born of the Spirit. He was full of the Spirit. He was led of the Spirit and was encapsulated by the Spirit's power. So then it tells me that if Jesus Christ is the stereotype and Jesus is the prototype, Jesus is the standard of how God does things, then it tells me that the believer must understand that as Christ was birthed by the Holy Ghost, we are also born again by the Spirit of God. But after being born again by the Spirit of God, the junction from ultimate power to powerlessness is number one, being filled, being led, and coming under the influence of the umbrella of the power of God because of the seasons we have gone through. A lot of times... We assume that because the spirit is the means by which we became born again, the encapsulating effect of the power of God is always available. And so we approach things without realizing that perhaps at this instance, the power of God isn't available. In John chapter 4, a remarkable thing happened. Jesus went to a pool, found every sick person in the city present, but went to heal one particular guy who was at the pool for about 38 years. And the Bible says that after he healed that man, he walked away. Now I asked God why on that particular healing service day, Jesus healed just one person. Then God said to me, says, my power isn't given for irresponsibility. The power of God always comes alive on the remit of the administration of God. So if I do what I want, go where I want, have what I want, I cannot be guaranteed the power of God. And so without understanding the process by which Christ now harnessed the power of God, we also, without this understanding, will put ourselves in a place where we assume that once we are born again, once we have the power of the, uh, the Holy Spirit on us, we are going to walk in power automatically. And this is what causes the problem. But there are certain things we do that short-circuits available power. So the power of God, number one, says he was born of the Spirit. Number two, he was now filled of the Spirit. And number three, he was led of the Spirit. Then 
he was full of power after the assignment that he had carried out through the leading of the Spirit of God. Please follow me here tonight. Hallelujah. Now, in Hebrews chapter 5, the verse 7, the Bible says that, who in the days of his flesh offered up prayers with strong cries and tears unto him that was able to hear him in that he feared. And verse 8 says, he pleased the Father that the Son should learn obedience through the many things he suffered. In Hebrews, 7, Hebrews 5, 7 and 8. Now, Jesus Christ in the days of his flesh, and I like that phrase because it says that it was not in the days of his glory. It was not in the days of heaven. In the days of his flesh, offered up strong cries and tears. Now, the dimension of harnessing power has an exercise behind it. Uh, I'm sure probably when we continue throughout the, uh, the, the conference in other cities, we'll touch on that a little bit. Now, the first thing you need to understand is that when power comes, there is what power is given for. There is what power is given for. Clear example. The Bible says in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, there appeared a man called Elijah, the son of Tishbite. And Elijah the Tishbite showed up on the scene and said to Ahab, according to my word, it shall not ring for the space of three and a half years. The Bible says he goes into this competition with the prophets of Baal. And after doing all they do, he now tells Ahab, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Then Ahab now takes off his horse. Elijah now climbs the mountain, begins to pray. And as he prays, he prays seven different times. So he sees a cloud as the fist of a man. Then I ask myself a simple question. James now records that testimony and says, the factual prayer of a righteous man availed much. For Elijah was a man of like passions as we are. But he prayed the more earnest that it should not rain. So he prayed again and the heavens gave rain. So now he's saying that the man stood and declared, and that was earnest prayer. And he's kneeling down seven different times, having recorded it as pray again. Okay. Are you here? Okay. I want to show you something today. When it comes to the dynamics of power, when power is released, power has a purpose. But there's also a dimension to power where beyond the purpose, you stay in power 24-7. So there is power released for a project and there is power sustaining after the project. And Jesus seemed to have balanced the two because Jesus at any given time had the commensurate power of God to do what he had to do. And after that, he had the same power of God available to work beyond the mob that was trying to make him king. And nobody could touch him. Jesus has prayed all night. Jesus is weary. Jesus is about to die. In John 18 in Gethsemane, they come with all the swords and all the full armor coming to arrest Jesus Christ. And Bible says as soon as they ask, where is Jesus of Nazareth? Because apparently, you know, the Jews and the rabbi system is such that, you know, you dress like your rabbi. So they get to the crowd and everybody's dressed the same. So they say, which one of you is Jesus of Nazareth? Like, so Jesus has to now introduce himself and say, I am. Now, now, now English doesn't help us because he puts it, I am in italics, he. But in Hebrew, they said, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, then he answers Yahweh. And when he answers Yahweh, the people fall down and die. Then Peter takes occasion. And says, this, this guy has displayed power. Let me also continue with the cutlass and the machete. And Bible says he went for the head of the servant of the priest. The guy just swerved and he got his ear. So something is happening in the spirit. He can pray to heal. At the same time too, he uses that same power to be wary. He uses the same anointing and power to be sorrowful. And in that same sorrow, he can give an answer and stop the problem. So I remember in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, Others through faith did not accept deliverance. So they had opportunity to stop the problem. But they had a higher revelation that if I go through this problem, there is a better resurrection. 
so I better die like a martyr. In fact, if you read the annals of the apostles, every martyred saint had an injunction from heaven, angelic escort for them to be free. They told God we will die this way. Please, are we, are we here tonight? Okay. Basically, my job is to pray with you. We're going to pray. Can we pray? Well, can we pray? Yes. Hallelujah. And as we pray, I, I like how, how, you know, everyone's being baptized, but only Jesus was praying. So Jesus' baptism was different. See, everyone's being baptized, but only Jesus had an open heavens baptism because he was praying. There's something prayer does to you. And there's a dimension of prayer where when Paul says, pray without season, the picture is pray as if you have a hacking, whooping cough. So it means you don't contemplate or plan to pray. Prayer is spontaneous. You even sometimes have to apologize because you didn't mean to go like that. It's like, you know, someone just came like, You're like I'm sorry, sir. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. And that is where a man will now graduate from the habit of prayer to accessing the spirit of prayer. So whilst you sleep, you'll be praying. And prayer will wake you up. And prayer will be praying whilst you are in a meeting. And prayer will be praying whilst you are talking to somebody. And the psalmist one time said, Father, may I become prayer. David said he himself, after praying much, became the personification of prayer. And that is what Jesus said. The former three ideas have written unto you, O Theophilus, concerning all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Until the day he was taken up, he called his own apostles whom he had chosen. And through the Holy Ghost, he gave commandment to them that they should wait. And he proved to them, after his passion, with many infallible proofs, and teaching and instructing them concerning the kingdom, pertaining to the kingdom, 40 days. Then he says, John, Baptized with water. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Not many days hence. Now he's breathed on them in John 20. After resurrection. Receive the Holy Ghost. But he said there is something coming. That comes by a certain process. And he said go to Jerusalem. And wait. For the promise. Now waiting is not only sitting. Waiting is tuning your spirit by any available means in prayer for accessing God's wind. Because sometimes you are expecting God to come as an eagle, but you come as a dove. And sometimes you are expecting God to come as a giant, but he's going to come as a little baby in your hand and tell you that is your deliverance. So without prayer, I wouldn't even know God's beginning his work. It's one thing to be born again. It's another thing to be filled with the Spirit. And I'll say this with, without apology according to what Jesus himself said. Paul said, Arise, O sleeper, and awake from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Then he says, you know, the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. And he says then that, Do not be unwise, not knowing what the will of God is. And do not be drunk with wine wherein is assortia, but be being filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking to yourselves with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now I'm going to say this very emphatically, then we get into the prayer. Jesus now says to them, when they had assembled together after he had spoken about the Holy Ghost, has thou come to restore the kingdom of God unto us at such a time? It means that even in the time of Christ, they knew the Holy Ghost was the kingdom. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, in Christendom today, we want to have the kingdom of God without the God of the kingdom. See, so it's like God's kingdom is coming on earth, but we have nothing to do with the God whose kingdom we are expecting. Like God should sit somewhere and let his kingdom rather come. But his kingdom can't come without him. Now follow me. Then Jesus rebuked them and said, the hours the times and seasons knoweth no man, but God has reserved it in his own power. 
And interestingly, in the language that was written, after he uses the word, has reserved the times and seasons in his power, he now definitively connects that power to verse 8. But ye shall receive that power which controls times and seasons after the Holy Ghost has come. The believer does not have a seasonal problem. He has a Holy Ghost problem. The moment you are filled, haha, <laughs> and I bring you back to Elijah. Elijah created rain without clouds. He was the first man to show us how rains are formed. Convection and con condensation and all that. He stood on the mountaintop. He could have made rain on the earth, but he went to the sea because that was the only available moisture for rain to fall. So he created rain from nothing. And the reason was because he had the power of the spirit. And notice what scripture says. After he was done, now the hand of God came on him. And if you didn't know, the hand of the God is the Holy Ghost. Mm. The hand of God is the Holy Ghost. Because it's an ancient colloquial thing. If you've watched Game of Thrones before, they call the person the hand of the king. So whatever the king says, the hand of the king carries it out. Whatever God says is the Holy Ghost that carries it out. So the hand of God is the Holy Ghost. And that's what came on Elijah. And the reason the hand of God came on Elijah was because he was created as a glove. So God's hand could fit perfectly into him. So he could now walk in the capacity of God. Your problem is your feeling. And we have to learn how to be filled. You know, sometimes we are half filled and we just run. Come on, come on, come out. It's not full power. When the current is low, not every device comes on. So when the feeling is not complete, you are getting breakthroughs in your job, but you are still fighting addictions because the current is still low. You know what 1 John 5 says? He says, when you see your brother sinning, don't condemn him, don't even advise him, pray that you have extra life. Because the problem of sin is not that the person doesn't know what I'm doing in sin. It's just the shortage of Holy Ghost. The life supply shots. That's how come I find myself in this. So all I need to do is increase life. And once I increase the feeling, I'll be carried away. There I say, the more you are filled, the easier God does for you, like a, a parent does for a baby. The more you are filled, the easier it is for God to do for you, like a parent does for a baby. Mm. Can you wave your hands to the Holy Spirit? And I like how the apostles noticed this. After they started getting scared, after they started getting afraid, Acts chapter 4, they gathered again and they began to pray. That you see that fire that came the first time. You see the glory that came, the life that came, that made us witnesses. We want a revamp. That tells me that yesterday's feeling is not good for today's trouble. I need everyday feeling. And when I'm filled daily, this is how I redeem lost time. Because like Apostle Tommy, we were having a meeting this afternoon, he said something about redeeming time. Redeeming time is not only past event. It's also future corrections. Because if I'm redeeming the past and I'm going to meet obstacles in the future, I'll waste time again. So when redeeming the time, he goes ahead of my years and will make crooked paths straight and will cause fountains to spring forth in the wilderness because now I'm filled. So he says, he will pour out a spirit from on high so that the desert will become a fruitful field. And the fruitful field can graduate to become a forest. The issue is the Holy Ghost. After Jesus gave man everything on the last day of the commission, he said, you know something. If you don't tarry for this Holy Ghost, you will show secure power. I wish you can know this. I pray that the church enters an age where we master the spirit's life. We don't know the freeze and the release of the spirit. We don't know the red lights in the spirit. God is not going to lead the church. 
Of course, prophets have that liberty to have discerning of spirits. You can see how many angels are here. Describe what the angels mean. But every believer is not going to have that liberty. But we all have the liberty of the inner witness. So you're going somewhere you feel uneasy. It means God says, check it. You know, one day I was praying, God hilariously said something to me. He said, you know, when you're a teenager and you see a girl you like and all that butterflies comes to your tummy, he says, the devil blocking the flow of the rivers of life. Mm. Another message. So sometimes someone meets their wives or husband and they go like, I didn't feel butterflies. Because the Christian's default mode is peace. Anything that interrupts peace means red lights. Pause. Check where you're going. The nervousness you are feeling is something telling you that there is danger ahead you have no idea about. It's not butterflies. Because if the place where the rivers will flow is damned, you will be filled. And to be filled, I came to understand that God has a love language. Can we go, can we go quickly? Let me just... Let me just start this. In, 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 in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Can we go there quickly? Let's, let's just start this thing. And, and we do this quickly. You know, John said in John 14, 18 that I will not leave you comfortless. The Greek says I will not leave you as orphans. The reason why the orphan spirit is in the church is because we have not learned how to stick to the Holy Ghost. You can't have the Holy Ghost and be depressed. Then there's a problem with your relationship with the Holy Ghost. So that the, the depression you keep feeling, there's, it's, not, it's not the devil. Change, change your bones. You know, the, the, you, you're, not, you're not fully merged with the Holy Ghost yet. Now see what he says. Can we all read together? I want to go. All right. Now, can we go to Isaiah chapter 64? Isaiah 64. Now, he's quoting something, but as it is written. So, anytime you read your Bible in the New Testament, it says, as it is written. The scripture is in the old. All right, so let's go to the old. Isaiah 64, verse 2. Verse 2. Okay. All right, verse 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right. Verse 4. Luba Shadamash. For since the beginning of the world. See, he's quoting the same thing. I have not seen. Since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived with the ear, neither have the eyes seen, O God, beside thee. He that prepared, he, so what he had prepared for him that waited for him. Paul said, what God has prepared for them that love him. But the prophet said, God's love language is wait. So remember what he said in John 11. Because he loved Lazarus, he waited an extra day. The reason why God is not jumping into your problem is because he loves you. <laughs> he will wait extra days. <laughs> he will just wait. Let him know he needs me. <laughs> because you don't get it. When it comes to prayer, God, ah, you know, Revelation 3 says, you know, he stands at the door and he's knocking. And he's waiting that you open him. You know, traditional Bible says like, you know, God is knocking on your door. He's going to knock three times. One, two, three. Open. If you don't open, that's the end. No, but that's not what the original says. The original says that he's desperately, he's knocking. C -c -c open me. Can you open me? Can, can you please open me? <laughs> now, I shock you today. Now, the Bible says in Ezekiel that, in Ezekiel 47, when the Spirit of the Lord was leaving the temple, he lingered. He didn't want to go. He left the altar, went to the eastern gate, went to the eastern door, went to the eastern mountain, was still waiting for somebody to call him back. He says, I can't, I can't live without you. But Paul, in fact, Peter was now going to preach to the house of Cornelius. And if you even go to Acts chapter 2, he uses a very interesting term. Now, the Holy Ghost didn't come on the day of Pentecost. He fell.
Let us look. Come means he walked in majestically. Fell means as Peter was wasting time preaching. You know, Peter had a very powerful way of talking. He would talk. You know, the first time Peter started preaching, the first time the anointing came on Peter, men and brethren, he supposed us to be drunk at this third hour. But this is that which the prophet Joel prophesied saying, in the last days, he was preaching. And the people say, it's okay. What shall we do to be saved? Peter is talking. The people say, save us now. He went to Cornelius' house, same again. And I was caught up in the dream. And I saw that it's not good for Gentiles to be mixed with Jews. And blah, 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 blah. And the Holy Ghost said, you know, if I wait for you this time around, there'll be trouble. He fell. He fell without his saying, Holy Ghost, come. He fell. He was in a hurry to come back to the church. No wonder Acts 2 said, the Holy Ghost didn't walk in. He rushed in like a mighty wind. If you knew how he needs you. Or should I tell you what happened in John chapter 4? The woman has met Jesus at the well. And she thought she knew the matter of worship. But Jesus was previous to her. It was not a coincidence. You see, there was a lot of risk involved. See? But the, the Lord took the lead and went to wait. Because John 4 said, he must needs go through Samaria. But do you know after the interaction, the woman left her bucket. And Jesus also said, he will eat again. Because the disciples said, sir, what should we buy you? He said, when you come and get me something to eat. Now, when they came, they said, what do you want to eat? He said, you eat. They supposed him to be have been fed. But they didn't know this is how God's hunger is. God's hunger is what you have not yet drank. The moment you take from God, what fills you, fills him. <laughs> if you knew this, prayer will not be mechanical. You will walk in and say, Man, he in the first night. He was previous before me. Because you see, work out your salvation with trembling and fear. We thought it was us, but it is God who works in us. Even the desire to feel like praying is God who said, Come and pray. I, I need to hear your voice. I, I feel like talking to you. It's God who put the desire to build the house. Mm. Because every good and perfect gift, you are too corrupted to desire good things. Ah, it is. <laughs> but there's a way you pull that thing out and prayer is key someone said prayer is connecting your impotence to omnipotence prayer is syncing your phone to your laptop just sync so some of you are asking for more anointing no, auto update once you show up in prayer whatever you carry will auto update Whilst man breathes out corruption, God breathes in corruption and releases life again. So God is man recycling plant. The death in you, God wants it. As long as he breathes it out of you, gaseous exchange. He will take the death and breathe life back. Because he's the only one who can turn death to life. What God has prepared for them that wait, that is why of all things Satan can do in your life is to make you too busy to wait. But we wait for everybody, save God. We wait for our bosses. We wait for the doctor's appointment. No wonder we are called patients because we are patiently patient for the doctor. So they call us patients. But it's only God we can wait. We are always in a hurry. But I keep saying it, that before the Lord comes, there's going to be an OJS, official Jesus syndrome. We will totally depend on Jesus. Too much. And God wants it so that your very breath is by his mercy. So the son of man who is God can of his own self do nothing. Not some things. Nothing that which he sees. How will he see? Prayer. That's why God prayed. That's why God prayed to verify the mandate. Am I on course? Because you know I'm God too. And my will is not corrupted. So if I don't balance it with yours, I might do mine. At a point, he was kneeling and saying, not my, not your will. You know, not my will, but your will. In other words, Jesus had come to a point, his will was fighting the will of the Father. But is Jesus' will corrupted? It's a pure will. Yet, for the sake of glory. So sometimes your will and your desire can be good. But it still has to be subjected. 
tonight, we'll just pray a prayer of consecration. Father, there's a work you're about to do. He asked them to wait for the wind. Because Isaiah said, there are mighty ships that move in the galley. And they don't move by themselves, they move by the mighty wind. So they wait for the gust of the wind. Then they can set sail. So he said, in the same way, the mission ship in Zebulon of Naphtali, in the border city of the ministry, in Capernaum in Galilee, which was a border town, we wait for the wind, for the ship of the ministry to reach the nations. Philip experienced the wind. He was in a revival. God said, leave. I have another ministry for you. He got to the Enoch. He said, join that chariot. And that man said, understand the word that readeth. He said, except a man shows me. And he began. I love the power of the leading of the spirit. After he being led, the man now looked at water. Through revelation understanding, this is water. What prevented me? I was coughing and screaming that the world should change. It's because we have not waited for the wind. If we waited for the wind, they will now ask us, where is your God? I need this, your Jesus. Because you didn't put him down my throat. You didn't shove him down my throat and I feel like choking. Tonight, you understand you are the habitation of the Most High. And because you are the habitation of the Most High, you need to understand how to be filled. Be filled. Do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking to yourselves. Psalms and spiritual songs. Making melody in your heart. Submitting yourself one to another. So speaking to yourself is not preaching to someone. Speaking to yourself is soliloquy. I'm making it. Under pressure, you don't get sad. You rather look, say to yourself, you won't die. You won't die. Arise, arise, arise. Don't sleep. You won't die. They are trying to tell you no at an interview. You just put your head under tone. He's going to say yes. Soliloquy. You are drunk now. You are drunk now. And once you are filled, you speak to yourself. And the shocking thing is this. This is the product of being filled. But in the spirit, this is the process of being filled too. So in as much as it's the product, speaking to yourself, Psalms, hymns, spiritual song, is the same way you look at yourself in the mirror and say, you will not die. God is in you. As you are doing that, the feeling will come back again. And he said, that is the solution. Notice how he leads to relationships. Husbands, submit yourselves to your own husband, wives. Sorry, um, you know, love your wives. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. He's telling us that without the Holy Ghost, submission is impossible. So the way you are struggling to submit, just be filled. No, no, no. I wish we understood the dimension God wants us to be in. That many of the things we are trying, we just need to trust. Christianity is not a trial. It's a trusting. It's a holy trust. Trust. You are struggling to obey parents. Submit. Just be filled. After all the feeling, he said, all relationship will naturally work. You know something unusual? In Isaiah chapter 6, the Bible says, when the glory of the Lord filled the temple, they were all shaken. We are undone. Then he said, he saw the seraphs, two of them, with six wings, sir. And with two, they covered themselves. With two, they did fly. And with two, they covered their eyes. And when they were flying, I don't know how they flew blind, but they seemed to find navigation. And in that navigation, they didn't say to the Lord. They didn't say to men. They said one to another. The principle of being drunk is the principle of being covered. Without we being covered by the drunkenness of the Spirit, we can't have proper fellowship. Because they were covered, they could say to each other, Holy! Holy. No one was intimidated because they were covered. We pray for the infinity of the spirit to create covering. The covered ones that will provoke glory in our midst. That tells me the level of the glory that operates in God's people is dependent on the level of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. To the extent of our personal covering. No identity, no name. I'm covered. Then glory will move. Tonight, I call you to the infilling. To be filled again. To 
to be filled again. To be filled to abundance. To be overflowing with God. That is all you need. <laughs> that is all you need. You must be filled again. You must be filled again. All the things you are fighting one more time, you need to be filled again. Because the world seems to be encroaching on you again. It's holding your dress again. And the way you play tag and lose, tag and lose, you need some infilling. So that you get to the point where you are too filled and occupied by God. Nothing makes you tempted. You know, it's, it's one thing to be tempted and fight it. It's another thing where you are not, it's, it doesn't appeal. Like you, are, you are dead. It's, that, it's not working. It's one thing for someone to insult you and get angry and control yourself. It's another thing where you are insulted and there's no reaction. That is being drunk. You are drunk. I came to call drunken masters of the spirit. He said, who has war in Job 29? Who has contentions? Who has sorrows? Who has redness of eyes? Who has wounds without cause? They that tarry long at the wine. Verse 23. He said, if you have war, you must tarry. If you have contentions, you must tarry. If there is redness of eye, can you go there? Job 29, verse 23. He said, if you tarry, all these things are going to change because you say something. Next, go. Alright? Go. Next, next. Libosha. Libosha. Go to 23, verse 29. Sorry. 23, 29. 23, 29. Libosha. Libosha. Thank you. Can you speak in the language, please? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Verse 29, please. Verse 29. I want us all to read it so we understand what's going on here. Job 23, 29. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, sorry, Proverbs. Sorry, sorry, Proverbs. Proverbs 23, 29. Proverbs 23, 29. Proverbs 29. Proverbs 23, verse 29. Proverbs 23, 29. Who have woe? Who have sorrow? Who have contentions? Who have babbling? Who have wounds without cause? Who have redness of eyes? But 30. What does 30 say? It said, They that tarry longer the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. Verse 31. Is to baraba. Look not upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color, and when it moveth itself aright. Verse 32. For alas. It bites like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. I was talking about the taste of the wine. Verse 33. Verse 33. He said, Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. 34. Kibo Shalababa. Now he's likening the physical effect of wine and the spiritual effect of wine. Then he says that, Yea, he shall be as one that lies in the midst of the sea, as one that lies on top of a mast. He is describing that kind of inhibition that creates carelessness in danger. 35. 35. They have stricken me, thou shalt say, and I was not sick. I have been beaten, but I felt it not. So it tells me that the solution to hurt and offenses in the church is to be drunk. Because when you beat me, I didn't feel it. When I went to tribulation, the wine made me not feel the effect. So I don't go barking at God. Should I serve you and suffer what I'm suffering? No. He said, because I'm drunk, I was stricken, but I was not sick. I have been beaten, but I felt it not. But rather, I'll wake up in the morning because I know that if I don't keep getting drunk, when I the alcohol of the spirit gets out of my system, I'll begin to feel the betrayal. I'll begin to feel the tiredness. I'll begin to feel like giving up. So I keep, keep, drinking so that I never come out of that experience that's what the church needs that's why Jesus sends the Holy Ghost 
because he knew they were going to beat these boys. He knew they were going to give their lives up for the gospel. He was not sending cowards to the, to the well to preach this gospel. Paul was stoned in Iconium. They smuggled him in the night. He woke up, came back after some months and came to the same city again. What on earth? What is happening to this guy? They just killed you because you see, the Jews don't stone you for fun. They are not, they are not, no, they, they stone you to, that's capital punishment. The Romans had the cross, the Jews had stoning. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 11, he died many times. Because they beat him and at dawn, his spirit came back to his body. And the guys were like, ha! Ah. He woke up, squeezed himself, went to, out of town. <laughs> and instead of him staying where he was, he said, pray for me. Not all men have the Holy Ghost. I'm going back. He's drunk. He's drunk. You need to be drunk to know Judas will betray you and say, handle my money. You need to be drunk. <laughs> oh, you see, there's a love we call love. That is not complete love because love is unconquerable goodwill, undefeated benevolence that is given to a person irrespective of what they do or will do. That is love. So when Jesus says, love your enemies, he is saying that irrespective of what they do, love. You need to be drunk to do that. You need to be drunk. If you are not drunk, mm -mm, mm. and tonight you need to be drunk. The, the holy, I, 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 it's like I'm worshiping God with my eyes open. I need to be drunk. When was the last time you prayed and stopped checking the minutes? It's a long time you prayed drunk. You know that type of prayer? You are going to work, but in Namatala Sapa. You are in your bathroom, barata talaba shapa. You come and indelebe shapa daras. You sit in the car and for that two hours, oh boy, randeleme payabata. You look to your right, somebody's watching. Whatever, what are you doing? Ingeleme katanabas, randeleme prasutai, imakataba. Because I have a problem that unbelievers can play worldly music, they can rap songs to us and look us in our face, and we who have the power of the kingdom of God, we are quiet because we are not drunk. I need to be drunk. I need to be drunk on the Holy Ghost tonight. When I'm drunk, two hours of sleep will be enough. I will sleep at 12, but I can wake up at 2. No more excuses for God because I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. I'm drunk. Lift your voice. Lift your voice whenever you are. It's prepared for them that wait. Because those who wait are those who love. The lovers of God are the waiters of God. The lovers of God are the waiters of God. I will wait. <laughs> oh, all the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change comes. I will wait. I will wait. Because when I wait, I mount up. 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 Let patience have its perfect work that you will be thorough in everything. Wanted nothing, Imolo Costa Pai. Fill me up. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up. With your mind. Fill me up. Fill me up. 
Galilee. And when he got there, verse 11 says, this beginning of sign did Jesus in Cana of Galilee when he went forth to show the glory of God. They came to him and said, the wine is finished, Master. But Mary had told them that whatever he tells you to do, I know my son, it's going to sound ridiculous. Just do it. And Jesus asked them to fill the vases with water. Then they filled the vase with water and brought it to him. Then he told them now, now go say. Now interestingly, Bible says, those vases were after the order of cleansing of the Jews. It means that those were the vessels that was used to wash the feet of guests. It was dirty water. No wonder when Bible says the master of the ceremony tasted it. He did not know where it had come from. Because if he knew, it's pollution according to the Jewish culture. They would die. Only the servants knew because they knew that if this man drinks water that's not wine, we are in trouble. Because then it means that we've given him dirty water. We've rendered him unclean. And Jesus rather chose the dirty water and turned to wine. It's only Jesus that can turn the dirt in your vessel to wine. What do I mean by that? He's trying to tell you this. If that vessel doesn't, don't get filled with wine, the dirt is going to clog you. The dirt is going to cost you. The only way your past, the stain, the scars, can do any good in your future is for you to let the Lord turn it to wine. So I'm so drunk, I can't remember my past. I'm so drunk. I'm so drunk. This past does not hinder me in my ministry. I'm so drunk. What seems to be an error is swallowed up by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm always drunk, so you knew I used to get angry two years ago. But you are looking for my pressure point. And I'm still not budging because I maintain drunken state. I'm always drunk. Some of you are trying to change your past and it's fighting you. Just get drunk. You know, when Peter stood up on that day, as drunk as he was in the Holy Ghost, he had forgotten that he had denied Christ. He said, This same Jesus, whom ye crucified. He said, I'm not part. The anointing of the wine gave him selective amnesia. Sometimes you need selective amnesia because you are ministering, you're done ministering, and you see your ex in the service and it jams your frequency. You need wine. <laughs> you need wine. We'll seek it yet again. I pray that tonight we'll bear the test not for water alone, but for the wine too. So tomorrow morning you will seek this experience again. Tomorrow afternoon you will seek it again. In the aftermath of the day of the Lord conference, you will still be seeking the wine every morning. Remember when you have a bad day, go to the wine, go to the wine, go to the wine. Get yourself drunk in the Holy Ghost. You're broke, just get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Drunk in the spirit, full of the Holy Ghost. And Stephen, 
me. Uh-huh. For you are full of the Holy Ghost. You will be full of faith. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Can you lift your right hand to heaven? Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. With your wine. I want more of your wine. Every morning on the night. With your wine. Never tired of your wine. So fill me up, Lord. With your wine. I need you. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.